When's the last time you took inventory of how you genuinely feel? What is giving you energy, but also what is depleting your energy? What is making you happy? But also, what do you find really robbing you of your peace? Hey there, this is Patrice from patricewashington.com, where we chase purpose, not money. Welcome back to another episode of Redefining Wealth. If you are brand new here, here's what you need to know. This is a community that believes that wealth is so much more than what you hear out there in the mainstream media and everywhere else. It is more than money and material possessions. We believe in this community in the original 12th century definition, which was the condition of well-being. So each and every week, this podcast seeks to unpack what that looks like by exploring what we call the six pillars of wealth. These are the other areas of life that actually impact your finances, even when you're not thinking about it. And so if you want to learn more about it, head to patricewashington.com forward slash start here. That's patricewashington.com forward slash start here, and you will get the scoop on the six pillars. Now, before I get into today's episode, I have to let you know that this podcast is brought to you by my new book. My new book, Redefine Wealth for Yourself, is now available for pre-order. And so if you want to get the stories, principles, and practical exercises based on my six pillars of wealth. These will guide you step-by-step through the process to create a life of peace and purpose and prosperity. I am so excited to finally bring this podcast to physical form. (laughs) So to take what you have been hearing on the podcast over the last three years and put all of the real exercises and principles and tips in a book, that will support you as a guide as you go throughout your journey. So pick up a pre-order copy. The bonus is that you'll get a live masterclass with it, but it's only available to the first several hundred people. There is a limit. So if you want to get that bonus to the live masterclass, results, not resolutions, how to get a jumpstart in your mastery of the six pillars of wealth and hit every goal for the year of 2021, then head over to patricewashington.com forward slash pre-order. That's patricewashington.com forward slash pre-order. Now, I don't know about you, but the way that I've always heard the word margin is in relationship to profit margin. And so as someone who was a business major Uh, someone getting an MBA, currently an entrepreneur for many, many years now, I'm very familiar with the concept of profit margin. And for those who are not, let me break it down this way. Essentially, profit margin means the difference between your revenue, that's the money coming in, and your expenses or costs. So whatever is left over is your profit margin, whatever you walk away with. And so one of the biggest misconceptions that I have seen as someone who coaches entrepreneurs is that they get a little confused between revenue and profit margin because revenue is what comes in, but revenue does not guarantee success. You can have a million dollars in revenue, but if your costs or expenses, what it's costing you to get that money is 1.5 million, then you're in a deficit, right? You're in the red. You're not in the black. You have a problem. 
you have negative net worth in terms of personal finance. And the problem with this confusion is I believe that we carry it over to our personal lives. And so why I wanted to talk about personal margin today is because we have had such a tumultuous year. And I don't care who you are, where you're from, what your political affiliation is, what your religious practices are, where you live in the world, you, like myself, can use more personal margin in your life. Because just like revenue alone doesn't guarantee business success, religion alone doesn't guarantee personal success. No one relationship can guarantee personal success. No one ritual or practice can guarantee your peace or your prosperity or the fulfillment that comes with purpose. And I think it's really important that we understand that if you're going to be impactful and profitable in business, right, you have to master your margins. Again, meaning that you walk away with more money. But today, I really wanted to focus on our personal margins and helping us walk away with more peace. I think we're all do that. And I think even though we can't depend on anyone else to do it, we have a responsibility to preserve ourselves. I've been talking to you about what's still possible this entire quarter here. And we still have just a little bit of time to go. And I know that sometimes in the hustle and bustle of making it happen and doing the thing, that the trade-off is we start to not pay attention to the bigger picture and not really zero in on what's actually important. And at the end of the day, if there is no margin, there is no business you have a very expensive hobby, right? And if there's no personal margin, there is no peace, there's no sustainability, there's definitely the potential to rob you of purpose, and ultimately there's no prosperity, which I recently learned is another word for peace. And so I have three things today that I just want us all to consider. And I try to think about this from the lens of if I were helping a client in Purpose to Platform, my signature program, right? If I was helping one of the ladies in Purpose to Platform, how would I talk to her about improving her profit margin, improving her business, And again, business background, sometimes you have to make it plain for yourself, right? You have to find different ways to express the same sentiments just so it really sticks and it really solidifies in your spirit. And so here are three things I thought about. And if you're new to the podcast, you should know I don't have a script. I don't have a bunch of things when God drops something in my spirit. I have a couple quick notes and uh, there's nothing long here. So I'm just going to allow the spirit to move. So the first thing I was thinking about is I would definitely suggest taking inventory. 
take inventory. And that means really to identify what's not working. What's working for sure, but especially identify what's not working. And from a business standpoint, you might look at processes and go, where's the bottleneck? You may look at products or services you're selling and weed out anything that's a low performer so that you can focus on what's actually selling, what your audience is actually saying they want. But in the same way, personally, when's the last time you took inventory of how you genuinely feel? What is giving you energy, but also what is depleting your energy? What is making you happy, but also what do you find really robbing you of your peace? What is keeping you up at night, really? Because it's not about, you know, taking CBD oil or... Um, you know, taking supplements to help you sleep better. It's about getting to the root of what is actually going on, not just treating the symptom. And when we take inventory, we have an opportunity to really dig deeply into self-reflection and have an honest conversation. Who or what or where is my peace being robbed? What is not working for me in this season? What is not working for who I say I want to become? What is not working for where I say I want to go in my life and what I say I want to accomplish? What are the relationships that are keeping me from that? Who am I dragging along on this journey who no longer deserves to be in my space, in my presence, in community and fellowship with me? What habits do I have that frankly are keeping me from being who I say I want to be? Am I just a little bit too addicted to social media? Real question. Right? Am I a little bit too into online shopping? I got into it because of the pandemic and quarantine and having to stay home and order things online. And now I've just gone overboard. Is there someone that I need to tell, like, we're no longer a fit? Or that I need to set a healthy boundary with? And let them know that their lack of planning is no longer my emergency. And I can't keep grown, able-bodied people on my to-do list and my budget. Literally, what do I need to do? What's not working? And the thing about taking inventory, and if you're doing it honestly, taking inventory then you have an opportunity to go down that list and do something about it. It does a business no good to take inventory of what's not working, to take inventory of the services and products that no one is buying just because you launched it because you thought it was a good idea without consulting the marketplace and nobody's buying it. What good does it do you to leave that on your menu of services? If you're going to be the CEO of your life, then you're going to have 
to make the decision to literally take action and do away with not, what's not working. I remember a couple years ago, we had a team retreat. I think I was still in California. Yeah, we had a team retreat and everyone flew out and we spent two and a half days or so just doing some really intense planning. And we were taking inventory of my business, Seek Wisdom, Find Wealth. And it got down to the menu of services and we were just going through the numbers. And my COO at the time was like, look, you can't keep doing one-on-one coaching. (laughs) And I didn't want to hear it. I was like, "Mm, no, see, one-on-one coaching is my jam and I can create magic with my clients. And I wanted to defend, right, what we already established was not working because the numbers said so. Yes, people were investing in one-on-one coaching, but the time that it was taking for me to fulfill it was really turning into less than my hourly rate. And I had to take action. There is no point in taking inventory if you are not going to follow it up with action. So yes, take inventory, but then you have to be committed to taking the action that allows you to improve your personal margin. And I have to say that when I went from one-on-one coaching, cut it, cold turkey, and moved into launching Purpose to Platform, which is a program that I now love, love, love to pieces. Not only did it improve my personal margin, so my time, my energy, just my capacity to really serve and give, it opened up the space for me to truly build the sisterhood of women that I always wanted to build, that I knew was important for entrepreneurs to have on their journey, it opened up the space for me to do that because now instead of being siloed or separated with one person at a time, I could bring these brilliant women together and independently of me, they could support each other. So it increased personal margin across the board, not just for myself, but also for the other people that I would have an impact on. So when we talk about taking inventory, remember the impact is not just about your personal bottom line. The impact literally can go beyond that and extend to other people in your circle. Like when you start to set those healthy boundaries, possibly if you take inventory and that's an area that you know you need support with, not only do you serve yourself, your time, your energy, your bank account, your legacy, but you serve the other person because as long as we keep playing savior and stepping in to save grown, able-bodied people who have the ability and the capacity to actually figure out their purpose and go do their soul's work, when we get out of the way pretending to be their savior, then they have an opportunity to meet God for themselves and to know what they are called to do. And so that inventory becomes so impactful all around in so many different ways. So if you're going to increase personal margin so that you can move forward with peace, then you're going to have to take inventory and then back that inventory up with action. And let me tell you this, I'm not saying it's not scary. I'm not saying that it is easy. I'm not saying it like, oh, just like, okay, go down the list and just start 
checking people off and crossing things off. I know that it can take time, but a year from now, you're going to wish that you started today. Now, I'm not saying that it's going to happen overnight, but I do think a commitment, first of all, to being aware of what's not working is the first step. And then taking small, deliberate, intentional, calculated steps to get you to where you say you want to go is going to be such a blessing for you in the long run, right? So not saying it's easy, but it is necessary if you're going to truly, truly walk in purpose and increase that personal margin. Okay, here's the second thing I want you to consider. Where are resources being wasted? Where are resources being wasted? So if I were talking to one of my clients, we would start to look at not just how do they make more money, because that's what most people think it is, right? Our tagline is chase purpose, not money, because as a society, as a culture, we are so groomed to instantly go for more money. And while I'm all about earning more, right? Without the chase, but I'm all about earning more. The truth is some of us would increase our margin if we took a look at what was being wasted. And that means sometimes looking at the expenses. And in the personal margin space, I would say that may mean looking at the excuses. What are the excuses that you are allowing in your personal space that are contributing to you wasting time and money and energy that could be redirected towards your personal margin? How much time do you waste scrolling and looking at things that do not serve you when you actually could be asleep? (laughs) It's so funny. I remember, you remember back in the day when you would say little kids were fighting sleep? I think Americans say that too. It's definitely a Belizean thing. I remember being a kid and my mom and my grandma would be like, ooh, you know, look at them fight and sleep, the the toddlers in the family. And I see it with my husband. I've seen it in myself. I see it with my friends. Like as adults, we are fighting sleep. And then we're saying, well, we don't have enough time to do X, Y, or Z, right? Right. And the truth is, we've probably wasted so much time watching things, binging shows, uh, scrolling through Instagram and Facebook or LinkedIn, whatever your, your jam is, right? And it's not that you don't have enough time. It's that, first of all, your time is not being used efficiently because you're exhausted, mostly because you used some of your nighttime (laughs) that could have been used for rest and rejuvenation to do mindless activities. We use the time that we should be resting, that we could be napping, that we could be replenishing our brain, our souls, ourselves. We use it in really inefficient ways. And then we turn around and say, I don't have time. What if the resource being wasted is is your, your sleep and your rest? And that's preventing you from increasing your personal margin, your personal capacity 
to deal with the day, your personal capacity to be as productive as possible, your personal capacity to be as creative as possible, because very few people are super creative when they're dead tired. I don't know about you, but I know in the past, if I was really tired and I was trying to force myself to get some work done, I basically created double and triple the work for myself because the number of errors that I made did not outweigh getting it done you know, at that moment when I was dead tired, didn't outweigh or help anything in particular because when I was able to review my work with a fresh set of eyes, I realized that it was garbage (laughs) and I had to start over from scratch. So where are your resources being wasted? Where's your money being wasted? You know, many people in particular in the US, it's definitely a statistic about how often we repurchase the exact same items, things that we own that but can never find, right? Because we're always misplacing things and rebuying the exact same thing. You ever look up and realize you have two, three, four chapsticks, you have five, you know, staplers, you have you have multiple of something, kitchen gadgets, any number of things. We go to the grocery store, we rebuy things that we already have a full stock of because we didn't take the time to check, make a list and not purchase things that we didn't need and already have. So we waste money. And then we turn around and say, well, I can't afford to save and I can't afford to pay down this debt and I can't afford to invest in that program. I can't afford to hire a coach. I can't afford, I can't afford, I can't afford. But if you really took a look Are your financial resources just being wasted on buying the same stuff over and over again or on getting things that you don't even need or on getting things prematurely because you wouldn't take the time to research and make sure it was even a fit for you? I know this happens with me. I'm going to raise my hand in in the podcast booth. This happens with me with tech gadgets. My assistant or someone will say, oh, you should have a so-and-so, so-and-so. And And knowing that I prefer, you know, less is more, simple is best for me. (laughs) The less I have to get confused with, the better. And they're like, well, no, this one's easy. You can do it. So I've taken people's word for it. I didn't research. And now I have at least a good five, six hundred dollars of stuff in my office today, right now in the package that I have not used. And I can't tell you when I'm going to use it. I may as well sell it on Instagram or somewhere, (laughs) right? Because by the time I get around to it, the technology will for sure be obsolete. And that's how it happens. And I know I'm telling on myself, but that's okay because we're all in this together. That's how it happens. But where are your resources being wasted? It's not that we always need extra time. It's not that we always need extra money. It's not even that we always need someone else around. You know, it's tempting to believe that you would do better if you had insert XYZ person. If this person was on my team, if I just had a any any number of things, you know, if if I just had more support, I would be better. Many people would not be better because we are really unfortunately inefficient. With training people to support us, with teaching people how to support us. Oftentimes, we think that someone is going to come in and save the day. And at the end of the day, they don't know what's in your head. 
So even in Purpose the Platform, I always tell the ladies, when you're looking for someone next on your team, and this can be professional, but definitely personal. If you want a personal assistant, if you want a housekeeper, if you want any number of things that you think are going to give you more margin in your personal life, you still have to train them and you still have to be very deliberate about what your intentions are for that position and exactly what you want people to do. And I know in the past, I've been guilty of, well, that's your title. You're going to figure it out. And then getting upset when it wasn't figured out the way that I already had it figured out in my head. And so we have these unspoken expectations of people who can come in and and possibly help increase our margin, but then we get them and we waste the resource. So it wasn't about more people. It wasn't about more time. It wasn't about more money. We have to get more intentional about trimming the fat, right? So taking the inventory, which leads to action, but then also digging a little deeper about what are the resources we already have access to that we are just wasting. For many people, personally and professionally, if you trim the fat, based on what you already have access to, you will increase margin overnight. You will increase margin overnight without having to do anything differently. So it's definitely something to consider. And the third idea I would like you to consider if you are tracking with me in this idea of increasing personal margin is to spread your opportunity for impact. Spread your opportunity for impact. What does that mean? So in the business world, you know, I teach my ladies about what I call the revenue wheel, what I refer to as the revenue wheel. And it's basically about making sure that all your eggs are not in one basket. You want to make sure that all your eggs are not in one basket. So one example of that would be, you all know that I'm a speaker. And so many of my friends professionally are speakers, um, but I'm not just a speaker. I'm also an author. I also run my online programs. I also am known as a brand influencer. You know, there's several ways that I've been able to create income. And therefore, 90 to 100% of my revenue is not from one stream, right? We all hear about multiple streams. And so when COVID hit, Many of my friends who were speakers, obviously it took them out, right? There were many people who were like, what am I supposed to do? I literally can't go anywhere. But they had not diversified. They had not taken a look at, again, what I call the revenue wheel and made sure that no stream in particular was responsible for such a large part of their revenue. If you're diversified and you have revenue coming in from multiple streams, then even if one dries up, your whole life is not going to dry up, right? And so what I teach the ladies is about making sure that you have multiple ways to express your gifts in the marketplace. And in the same way, I really think as a matter of self-care and as a matter of increasing personal margin, We shouldn't be so dependent on any single activity or any single person for our peace. 
And so stay with me here. But I know for some people, the only time that they found solace, that they found some level of peace was going to church on Sundays, was physically getting up, going through the routine, the ritual of getting dressed, getting the kids together, getting in the car and driving to a physical location. And then with COVID, that was taken away for several months. And so for people who never learned to tap into their faith outside of the four walls of a church building, what do you think happened to their personal margin? I would say that it shrunk considerably. And the problem with that is, if you don't have other ways of tapping in, then as soon as something happens, you're going to tap out. (laughs) You're not going to be able to maintain There's an episode that I love here on the podcast. I did it, I guess, a couple years ago now, but it's called Greatness Requires You to Expect Resistance. And one of the things that I talk about is that you want your routine for how you handle resistance before you actually encounter it. You want to know what you believe. You want to know what soothes you. You want to know what gives you energy. You want to know what lights you up so that when you find yourself in that place, There's no one thing, but there's a series of things that you can tap into. And it's one of the reasons that I really, really, really believe in the pillars. I don't just talk about the pillars to be cute. I say this all the time. The six pillars of wealth are because I really believe that we need to have an awareness of all of these areas and where we stand, right? Because they all contribute to having a really profound impact on us, but then how we are impacted by life's events. And I think a lot of people's personal margins were so thin and and barely there when everything hit this year because they didn't have a well-rounded perspective or a well-rounded view of how they could continue to move purposely through the world. And so when we talk about the fit pillar, what is there in the fit pillar that might add to your personal margin? For me, that is working out. I go to a HIT class three, four times a week, sometimes five times a week. I had to slow down because, you know, your girl's knees. (laughs) I was doing a little too much. But on average, I I do about four, sometimes five times a week. Um, But it's a great way for me to relieve stress and tension and There's that time in the day where I know that I've taken care of Patrice. No one else can come in and take care of me the way that I can take care of me, period. I have to make that a priority and a decision, but that increases my personal margin because when I know I've taken care of myself, I just just flow better. I can just deal with the day so much better, right? Fit pillar also for me includes my biweekly therapy, Like every other Wednesday at 1 p.m., I'm on with my therapist and knowing that I have a safe place without judgment to really process some of the week's occurrences, it really, it adds margin. It adds more peace to my life. It adds more meaning and understanding to my life's experiences. When I think about the people pillar, making time for family night and game night, you know, hanging out with a girlfriend here and there, trying to make sure that I 
you know, FaceTime my friends that now have little kids. I'm almost out the game, y'all, but my friends are just now having kids. That increases margin, personal margin, because revenue is not going to be the solo determining factor of whether I lived a good life. Yes, I make great revenue, but there are other things that contribute to my overall happiness and fulfillment and contentment and success. And relationships are one of them, as I teach you in the people pillar, right? When I think about my space, you know, having a sacred space in my home, For some, that's a full room. I have a prayer room. For some people, that's a corner. For some of you, it's pulling in the garage and not getting out that car until you're good and ready and you've had a moment. But having a a space that you feel like is yours adds to your personal margin. That's your safe space. That's that's your, your peace. That's where you go to just have some solitude and and get clear, and maybe self-reflect, right? The faith pillar, you know, I believe it. I don't believe that everyone needs to practice whatever faith I subscribe to. I just believe that if you say you believe in something, it's so imperative that you make time to practice it. If you say you believe in something, if your faith has a spiritual text, how do you not have time to ever read it? Isn't that supposed to help you build your personal margin? Isn't it supposed to be a reference guide for how you move through this life? So how do we not have time? You want to add to your personal margin, your personal capacity, and make sure that you can walk away with more peace in your life, then your faith is required. Again, whatever that looks like for you, your faith is required. In the work and money pillars, you know I'm all about living your life's purpose. And I believe that so much of the fulfillment and contentment that I feel is because I know that the work that I do has a great impact on people. And I don't care if you're a bus driver or a doctor or a podcaster like me or you do any number of things, a teacher working in a school, we all have influence. We all have influence. An audience of one is still an audience. Whether you reach one person a day or 10,000 or 1 million, doing work that fulfills is such an imperative way, such a big way in how you can increase your personal margin. Because It turns you into someone who's not consumed with what people think. You become so committed to the call that you have nothing to protect, nothing to hide, nothing to defend. You are so committed to the call on your life that you get out of imposter syndrome and you get out of believing the naysayers and the doubters and all the haters and the trolls. You get out of all of that. And you just move with such purpose. And I just have this vision of kind of floating around. And trust me, I don't float around, but it definitely, I feel so blessed on a daily basis that this is the work that I get to do. And I know so many people who feel the same. 
And so that is one of the things that really does keep me grounded. It keeps me from online shopping (laughs) too much. It keeps me from buying things that I don't need and don't really want to impress people who may have more or less than me, right? And I talk about spreading your opportunity for impact out because I really do believe that when you have an awareness of what adds to your personal margin from each one of these pillars, your life starts to shift. Oh my gosh, man, does your life start to shift. You start to see the world in a completely different way. Things that mattered to you years ago will be like, what? Why was I even concerned about that? People that you used to let get on your nerves, you'll be like, what? I can't even believe I let them get to me. And let me say this, this idea for personal margin really came up because I recently had an experience where I was not on top of this last one, spreading out the opportunity for impact. Like I wasn't on top of really all of my pillars. I usually have a daily awareness. In my in my planner, I always talk about each one of the six pillars and make sure that daily I'm doing a little something to contribute to each of them. Well, a couple weeks ago, I was working on the finishing touches for my book, Redefine Wealth for Yourself. It'll be out on my 40th birthday, March 15th. And um, I had been locked up in this hotel room. And I had just learned that we won for best finance podcast, best personal finance podcast from Black Pot Awards. And I was super pumped, just checked into the hotel. And for the next three days after that, I was in this hotel. So I was not in my routine. I was not in my normal habit of daily self-reflection and you know, checking in with myself. I was eating, sleeping, writing, eating, sleeping, editing, eating, sleeping, writing, and not working out, not doing any of the things. Well, that Tuesday evening happened to be the first presidential debate. And again, I don't care where you stand on either side of the political spectrum, you will have to agree that it was a cluster. It was a cluster. And as something that wouldn't ordinarily threaten my peace, I was outraged. Like I am one of those people where it takes a lot to work me up. Like people can be mad by themselves. You can argue by yourself. I'm not about to really argue with you. You could be, you know, turned up all by yourself. I'm usually not really bothered by that. But I went and grabbed a salad and it just so happened the debate was coming on within minutes. And I said, let me watch a little of it. I didn't expect to be glued to the TV for 90 minutes plus with no commercial break. I was completely sucked in. I was not talking to friends or family members or anyone who could, you know, offer something. I don't know what I needed in that moment, but maybe just someone to talk through it with. And I made the mistake of going on social media. One of the places that if I'm not careful is definitely a threat to my peace. I am the queen of taking it off my phone. I'm the queen of uh, blocking people, even if I like them (laughs) or unfollowing, even if if I like them, because when I take inventory, if they're a threat to my peace in that season, then it is what it is. They got to go. But I had social media on my phone. It should have been deleted, I know. And I was on Twitter where all people go to get angry. 
And I was on Twitter and the tweets were flying and I'm watching and I didn't have a strong base. When the debate was over, I ended up going on Instagram and some of you probably saw this post. It was only up for like two, maybe three hours. And I just went off and I'm not going to say what I said. It didn't really have a lot of cursing or anything like that. But for me, it was intense. For me, it was intense. It was like a little out of body experience kind of because I really don't get that worked up about much, honestly. And I was really, really worked up. And for some reason, (laughs) I thought it would be a good idea to go on social media and be worked up with everyone else. And I don't regret what I said, not in the least, because I believe what I was saying. I believe in the point I was making. I did not agree with the energy of it. I didn't agree with the energy of it because that was a bit far off from who I believe myself to be, not just as an influencer or, you know, some personality, but as a woman, as a mom, as a wife, as myself, not for anyone else, just for me. That's not who I I believe I am and that's not who I want to be. I really attributed the way I reacted to being spiritually malnourished, which is another great episode here on the podcast. I believe that I wasn't I wasn't spread out. <laughs> like I didn't have enough, my tank wasn't full enough in these different areas to support me in being who I know I am. And so I, I feel like I was just easily influenced and sucked in to a lot of what was going on and I reacted. And after about two hours, I came back and I engaged with people in the comments and I had to, I just was like, what are you doing? (laughs) What are you doing really? And I archived it because I know that had I been better prepared before stumbling upon the debate that I would have never replied that way or responded that way. And so I'm saying that to say that I realized to increase my own personal margin, I have to keep an awareness of all the pillars around me daily. I realized that I have to consistently take inventory, right, about what's working and what's not working and take action on it. And be sure that I'm not just trying to add more things for the sake of having more, but I'm also looking at where am I already wasting resources? And when I think about that week being depleted, you know, not being in my routine, uh, not seeing my family, not engaging with the outside world, like there's so many elements that just came together in that perfect storm uh, on that faithful Tuesday night. And so I learned a big lesson And so I just want to encourage you as I encourage myself to be deliberate about increasing personal margin. Do what you got to do. You are the CEO of your life. Treat yourself like a business. What would you tell your business self? It still applies in your personal life as well. And we don't want to live this life just thinking about how do I increase revenue because we know that that's not a predictor of success. We want to be masters of our margins. We want to be masters of margin. We don't just want to walk out of this life and experience with more money. 
we want to do it with more peace as well. So I hope that blesses you this week. Feel free to come over to the Redefining Wealth Facebook community and share what you thought of this episode, what, if any, impact it had on you. And you can feel free to tag me in that Facebook group and ask me any questions. Remember to pick up your pre-order copy of Redefine Wealth for yourself. We are still at the point of, yeah, taking orders for our limited edition autographed hardcover. Once these are available on Amazon, I will not be shipping out anything to anyone ever again. So if you want this autographed hardcover copy, especially because I won't be on a physical book tour in the same way that I have been in the years past, please come on over patricewashington.com forward slash pre-order patricewashington.com forward slash pre-order. And I think that's it for me. I hope this was a blessing to you. I genuinely hope so. And until next time, I want you to go live your life's purpose, find fulfillment and earn more without ever chasing money. Talk to you later. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. These days, work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries. And with that, we sent away good jobs and our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make all kinds of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more, right here in the USA. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs in towns and cities across the country. And jobs bring pride. Purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20.